I'm Allie Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode 33, Texas Ag Teachers with Bailey Adams, Madison Holder, and Jordan Hebner. We have a fun and different interview from what we are kind of normally used to on the dirt, um, but I have my some of my best friends that are going to be chatting with us today, so I'm going to kind of quickly introduce them um, and tell you kind of their commonality here, and then I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about themselves to kind of get things rolling. Um, so first is Bailey Adams. And then Madison Holder, which Madison was actually our first guest uh, on our very first episode. So she's back again. And then Jordan Hebner. Um, And these are all my best friends from college, and they are all women ag teachers now. So uh, ladies, if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling everybody a little bit about yourself to get things rolling. So my name is Bailey. This is my second year teaching ag. I currently live in Belleville, Texas with my husband and a funny farm of animals that just grows every day and I love it. Uh, My name is Madison Holder. So I am in my first year of teaching ag in Sweetwater. Um, I grew up raising and showing cattle. Um, My parents are still heavily heavily involved in the ag industry. Um, And so I'm just kind of enjoying my first year learning how to teach ag. Um, and what it means to be a mentor for students who are in FFA. Hello, my name is Jordan Hevner. Um, This is my second year teaching ag at East Central High School. Um, I live in Atkins, Texas. I teach like a variety of like animal science classes. Um, Originally, I started out when I graduated high school working for a beef plant in um, Colorado. And so then I did my alternate certification and became an ag teacher. So Jordan, since you kind of just touched on that, that's kind of going to be my next question and kind of next route that I kind of want to go with things. Um, So all three of you really didn't graduate college with plans to be an ag teacher. Um, But what kind of led you to that and where you're at now? So I guess I would be the first one that kind of got into it. Um, My undergrad was ag business and animal science. Um, I truly thought after an internship that I really was going to go into feed and nutrition. I love a feed store. It's still my favorite place to be. I love to spend time with people. I love to work with producers, um, making sure that they're heard or whatever they're raising, their nutrition is on target. Um, But I didn't enjoy my internship quite like I thought I was going to. Um, I didn't enjoy the corporate side of things. Um, and then, but I still really thought that was the path I was going to take just maybe more on consumer and customer relations. But when I got home and I was going to get married, I thought, well, I'm going to go on and get a master's, um, teaching had always been in the back of my mind. I've always felt like school was one of the only things I was ever really that good at. Um, so I went and got a certification just for the fact that I was going to get married and I didn't know where we were going to end up. Um, but looking back, like it is definitely a godsend because I think it's the best job in the world and I love it way more than I think I would have, should I have continued on into feed and nutrition. Um, so originally I, so my background is, um, I have an animal science degree from A&M, um, and then I went to the university of Georgia to do a master's in ag and environmental education. Um, while I was there, I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in extension or work um, like for a university in some facet 
um, maybe for an NGO or do nonprofit work that was geared more towards um, international, international development or just agricultural development in general. Um, COVID happened and it got really difficult to find jobs um, where I thought that I was gonna find myself. Um, and so the opportunity kind of just arose for me to apply to be an ag teacher. Um, I knew that I definitely wanted to work with kids and I like youth development. Um, I took a lot of youth development classes while I was doing my master's. And so I just kind of figured it was the next best thing, um, but it's turned out to be really, really good. Um, and I didn't necessarily think that I would enjoy teaching ag um, while I was doing my master's, but it's actually worked out really well. Um, and I really like the location that I've ended up in because I guess I've lived in a college town for six years. And so everything was always fast paced, like go, 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 go all the time. Um, and I don't know if any of you are super familiar with West Texas, but that is definitely not the case here. Um, it's kind of like time just stops. And so that's been kind of nice um, to getting to know the kids and the families that are here because it's much more like small town. And I guess I kind of forgot how good that feels to be in a place like that. Jordan. Um, so for me, so just like um, Madison and Bailey, like I majored in animal science. And so just like Bailey, like I had my internship with Cargill working in the meat industry, like that's still where like, where my heart lies. And so I got a job working as a supervisor for their beef plant in Colorado. And it was, it wasn't an environment for me. Um, I would say like, I learned a lot. I learned a ton. Um, and, you know, I decided to come back home and the, there was an opening here at East Central. Um, this is actually where I went to school at. And so my teaching partners, you know, kind of reach out to me and they're like, why don't you apply? You're not saying that you'll necessarily get it and you know I just have loved it since I've been here you know it's not something any of us thought we were going to do um, but I think we all have that commonality that we all love agriculture and so in being able to share our stories with our kids um, I think um, is one of the things that we like most about it. I think coming from like different backgrounds besides hey I always wanted to teach ag my whole life it helps the kids well, I think I want to do this, but you're teaching ag. It gives them that kind of that background and they want to relate more to you and they want to listen to you more because you've seen other parts and pieces than just an ag teacher to them. So Right. And it kind of gives you a way, like you just said, to relate to them. Um, but maybe some of those kids who like, they don't have a super strong agriculture background, it still kind of shows them that they can find a career related to the agriculture industry without like being in the fields all day or whatever the heck they may think that the, the job look like. And I think another thing that why kids, they, they like that we weren't just straight ag teachers is because right now in high school, like these kids think they have to pick a major, they have to pick their permanent career right now. And, you know, and I still tell my kids, I'm like, when I grow up, I don't know what I want to be. You know, I don't know if I'm going to stay being an ag teacher for the rest of my life. Like, I don't know. I might go doing something else uh, right now. I really enjoy it. But I'm like, hey, I've already switched careers once. So, you know, if you do the same thing, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. There's flexibility in it all, right? Yeah. And for those who maybe have no idea about ag teachers or like what that even is, um, could you guys maybe explain like a day in your life? I know it's different every single day, but that's probably part of what you enjoy is because it's something different every day, maybe? Maybe not, I don't know. Um, but like, what does a typical day as an ag teacher look like? So 
my days never, ever, ever look the same. <laughs> like, I literally show up and I'm like, what does today bring? But um, in my perfect life, I teach, I actually teach seven different preps. Um, so I teach seven totally different classes, um, which is very, very hard. Um, so I start, start the morning with an ag leadership class and their sole purpose, I call it my athletic period because like their sole purpose is to train and develop themselves for whatever team or whatever contest they're in. Um, so that's a lot of independent self-oriented work. Um, I may work with this team one day, this team this day. Um, but those kids, like it's a privilege to be in that class. Um, and their grades are based on their performance, just like athletics. So that's kind of how I go. Uh, and then I get into a floral class. Um, I've been very, very fortunate that my floral department has really, really taken off this year. Um, we do monthly arrangements. I have done weddings. We've done center pieces for banquets. I got a call yesterday for corsages. So my floral class, um, whilst being small, and I'm in a small school, they're very, very hands-on. Um, so that's a class, like, it's almost like I teach a shop class at that point. Like, there's very rarely a day that we're not making flowers or doing something or practicing something. Um, or building, constructing. Uh, and then I teach, I do teach three freshman classes um, and they're probably my favorites um, just because they're so excited to learn something other than history, English, and math. Like they just think you're the coolest person and you know, they're still little and that's just why I love them. Um, but like right now we're hatching chicken eggs. Um, last week we were learning dairy cows and making milk and butter. So that class is really fun. Uh, I have a greenhouse class. They spend most of their days outside, unless it's like weather like today where it's freezing. Um, then we do come in and we learn soils and aquaponics. Um, and then I teach a livestock production class, which prepares them for advanced animal, which is their last science credit. So my days, none of my classes ever look the same. My days barely look the same. Um, but my big goal and something that I was really focused on when I started teaching was that every day those kids need to be out of their seat learning and doing not just copying your textbook they do copy textbooks when i'm not but <laughs> i do try to get them up and moving and engaged because it's not the type of education that i got in school right so. i would say um a little similar to bailey we teach some of the same classes um but i am still kind of trying to figure my life out because i started in the middle of the semester um and so i didn't like i didn't have time to like plan anything or do much um, so I've really relied on my teaching partner a lot. Um, so I have a floral design class. I guess um, I have six, six prep classes um, and they're mostly geared towards plants. So my teaching partner actually teaches all of like the production and management classes. Um, and then I have the horticulture track and then the floral design course. And then I also teach freshmen. Um, and so most of ours, um, I'm getting better about like, making like fun activities and doing hands-on things um it has been really difficult because I didn't have a lot of time to plan much um and I started right before like the busy season started basically um so as soon as I started we had our first contest in less than a month and then like our first LDE contest and then now we're rolling into CDs and stock shows and so I just haven't really been able to like take a step back and catch my breath quite yet um but next year hopefully I can plan a little better um, I'm also in charge of sheep and goats and I would say I spend a lot of my time there. Um, so we have like the sheep and goat barn and I think I have like 18 or 19 sheep and goats on feed. Um, and so spend a lot of time there um, because as you know, I know absolutely nothing about sheep and goats um, because I grew up around cattle. And so I'm trying to figure that out. Um, usually I have kids coming in and out of the building um, 
if they have like livestock projects, they're coming to ask me questions or like, hey, will you come look at this animal? Um, and then when I got here to Sweetwater, um, I would say their chapter is geared a lot towards um, like being very competitive in LDEs and CDEs. And so we train really hard in those events. Um, my teaching partner um, judged meets at Tech, judged livestock at Tech, and then he also helped coach collegiate meets judging teams. Um, and so we kind of take, he's very competitive and so am I. Um, and so I would say we spend a lot of our time kind of preparing those teams too. I actually really like that class that Bailey was talking about, her first period class, um, where she said that she has a lot of her teams, they get to come in there, like kids work by themselves on their events. So I'm gonna have to write that down because I like that idea. Um, <laughs> because it is difficult. We try to let some of our kids study while they're in class, um, but that gets difficult because if we're planning something fun or like doing an activity, obviously I want them doing that. Um, and so we're trying to find a balance basically. But yeah, most of my day is just trying to figure life out because I don't know what I'm doing yet. So <laughs> <laughs> put on as many fires as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say we are doing um, Valentine's Day things this week. Um, so my floral design class, they're making Valentine's Day arrangements. And then the freshmen are making um, chocolate covered strawberries on Friday. Yeah. And they're spending the week researching chocolate, like cow farming, the dairy industry, and then strawberry farming. Um, and so then at the end of the week, we'll put it all together. But. Cool. Fun. Dang, I want to be in your class. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like for me, I guess I roll out of bed. I'm not a morning person, which is definitely a problem for being an ag teacher because about that. Yeah, Jordan is exactly the same yeah. as she was in college. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a morning person. Okay, you know, I um, so I definitely like to have um, afternoon practices um, more than morning practices. Um, so right now, like our school is like definitely like on a weird schedule, you know, we do a block schedule. So only teach four classes every day. Um, and so like I, what today, um, I have my livestock production class. And so we're actually learning about, um, AI and beef cattle right now. And so then we actually have like a simulator. And so that's what they're going to do on Friday is like, actually like AI the cow, um, and then I have, uh, my freshman class. So they're actually, um, planting um, tomatoes and jalapeno peppers right now um, and we got a bunch of plants in that we want to do like a plant cell with so actually teaching them like how like the greenhouse works um, and we kind of ran into a problem our heater wasn't working and so with that big freeze and stuff coming on having to get you know maintenance and everybody to come and get try to figure out they can get that thing to work before the weekend um, and the freshmen, they like loved it, but except they like to play in the dirt too much. They kind of look like kindergartners, um, playing in the dirt. Um, and I have some kids like they definitely have, know nothing about animals. Like they wear like their fancy, like basketball shoes and stuff. And they're like, miss, why didn't you tell me? So I didn't wear my $300 shoes or whatever to class. And I'm like, it's ag. I don't know. You know, we just or you don't know what we're going to do. Um, and so like, I mean, they really enjoy it, even though they have none of that type of background. Um, and just kind of like Bailey, we also have like our teams class. Um, and so that's where we, you know, train all of our teams and things like that. Like today I put out product for my poultry team. So they're looking at, you know, what's wrong with this chicken nugget. Um, and so then it's really cool because then they'll go to the grocery store and they're like, hey, look, look at this egg I found. It had this different um, things wrong with it. So, you know, it's a B grade. And I'm like, okay. And they're like showing their parents and their parents are like, what are you talking about? You know, but they're actually being able to see those things in the real world. Right. Um, and then 
y'all think this is funny. I teach equine science. <laughs> so I don't know much about horses. <laughs> I don't know much about them. Um, but uh, I do, I actually put up a huge like drawing of a horse in my class and they like have to go and play this. If we play this game, I think it's really corny. It's called pin the part on the horse. So they have like their little sticky note with their part and they have to go like put it on like the right part of the horse. <laughs> Um, and then I have floral design. So it's like a crazy day. I don't know what I'm going to expect or what I have to do. Um, so and right now I'm going to go be a bus driver. So I have to go do my bus driver's trainings after this. So I can just see me in the big yellow dog here uh, soon. Coming to a, a contest near you, right? Exactly. Yes. I'll be yes. <laughs> I will say, like going back to what Jordan said, I have figured out. So my mom is a kindergarten teacher. Um, and she's like the freaking queen of fun, like in her classroom. I don't know where her creativity comes from, but I don't think I got those genes. Um, but she spends like hours and hours of her time lesson planning all of these super cool activities for her kids. And it's incredible. Um, but I was telling her when I first started, like, especially the older kids, like if I'll pull, we had all kinds of like art supplies and stuff. And I had gone and bought a bunch of stuff, um, how excited high school students get to paint um and like just use markers and crayons and not just having to draw like on a piece of paper or do something that doesn't involve like any color um and I remember one of the kids one of my students she came to my room in the middle of the day asking me for glitter and she was like I've asked every art teacher here like I've asked all these teachers and you're the only teacher that has glitter in her classroom I was like, well, if that describes my life all, then yeah, because I have like 62 jars of glitter. Um, so I think that's fun too. Like, I feel like the kids that come through the ag building feel like they can be like kids, like they don't have to be super grown up adults um, and they can have fun when they're in the ag building, which is what I guess kind of my mission was when I started. Um, I just wanted it to be like a safe place for them to have fun or to talk or to do whatever they needed to do. Um, so I think we're doing that. Yeah, well, um, that's funny that you mentioned that because I did a coloring day for my co freshman college students and they were like so freaking excited that they got to color for 45 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, I should have started this at the beginning of the semester. They would have liked me so much more. <laughs> but uh, I think the important part that people don't realize maybe about ag teachers is like how much y'all do. Like you're not just teaching a class like you know, a one subject class. There's all these different subjects that you have to know and be able to teach. And then it's the after hours too, when there's a sick animal or you guys are a um, coach for a contest or something like that. Um, so what are some of the contests? I know you kind of touched on a few of them or uh, yeah, contests that your students do that you maybe are the coach for. And some of them are going to make me laugh because I know some of them and a few of them are exactly how we met. So in college, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start in the fall. Um, so I started teaching last year um, while I had a partner. Uh, I basically just had a warm body next door. I, I didn't have any help. <laughs> um, so last fall when I trained teams, I trained junior, senior chapter conducting or like Harley pro, depending on what state you live in um junior senior creed speaking um public relations junior senior skills um a radio team and what am i missing quiz 
quiz, junior, senior quiz. Um, I trained 10 teams by myself last, the first year fall. Um, this year, thankfully I, and then I trained 10 more in the spring, sort of till COVID happened, but this year I'll have a partner. And so that's great. Um, but I focus mostly in the fall on Parley Pro, uh, chapter conducting and then quiz team, uh, which is just FFA knowledge. And then, um, we kind of tag team creed just cause it, when anytime you're teaching public speaking, it does to have, it does good to have more than one person, um, listening and critiquing because I, I get into a rut. If I hear them every day, then I'm in a rut. Um, and in the fall, I, I think we all train wool, which is how we all met. So I have a wool team. Um, I do have a meats team. Um, I actually train dairy cattle, which is my first love and my first passion, um, dairy cattle judging. Uh, my husband and I get the unique opportunity to train a home site team, which is kind of like land judging, um, where they focus on soil samples and elevation um, to build the foundation of a home. Um, so that's a really, really unique contest that I think just does so good for students, especially that maybe want to go into like architectural or construction science fields. Um, so we really love that one. I also teach a farm business team, which is like um, a, basically a big math ag business. It's basically my whole four year degrees in one test. <laughs> like It's very, very hard for them. Uh, I can't even believe some of them do it. And then um, this year I've definitely picked up and I trained a floriculture team, which is, which is really fun because that was something that I had no experience in and we'll learn together and they've actually been able to win a few contests. So that one's kind of grown on me. Um, so I, like I mentioned, started in the middle of the year. Um, and so I took on our helping coach. Um, so I really coached our ag advocacy team. Um, and then I coached the public, public relations team and then my teaching partner kind of helped with that one also. Um, but those are basically the two that I helped with. And then we don't have teams. I guess we don't have all of the teams. Um, so we don't compete in every LDE. We just don't have enough kids. Um, and so I did those two. And then we had a few that did quiz. Um, and then in the fall, um, or I guess, sorry. Yeah, no. In the spring, sorry. Um, so I am coaching a wool judging team, which like Bailey said, we all did that. Um, I really loved wool judging. I love you, remember. Um, <laughs> my favorite. And then, what um, you say that? <laughs> so I am also, um, I said my, <laughs> so I said my teaching partner, um, he's really good at meets judging, was very competitive in college, helped coach, um, some college teams. So we're actually going to do that one together. So we're both helping coach the meets team. Um, and then I'm starting a poultry team. So that one's new for me. Um, trying to figure it out, but gonna do poultry so wool poultry and then dairy cattle also um his fun fact to me and Bailey hated each other in high school because we both dairy judged um so those are the three big ones that I teach or that I coach um and then I guess moving forward like just hearing from my teaching partner a couple of the teams that are hit and miss I guess um is milk quality and then um floriculture so I'm trying to start a floriculture team um, that's proven to be difficult because that contest is just so intense and it has so many moving parts. Um, so hopefully I can focus on that one a little more next year when I have a better like understanding of just how the CDE thing works. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. And then we also have um, in the spring, we have several um, public speakers who are going to do senior prepared speaking um, and then I'm helping them write their speeches. So that'll be fun too. 
Um, okay, so I do um, ag advocacy, and then I do ag issues in the fall. Those are the two like main teams like I work on. Um, and then in the spring, I do wolves. No surprise. <laughs> um, all my kids complain that it smells bad, so they all want to quit. And I'm like, it's fine. You just get over it. I'm like, you'll find <laughs> random no pieces of wool all over your stuff. Yeah. Um, like I, I had some samples and I put them like in my um, classroom and like they're looking at them and I didn't wipe off my tables the next day. And my first period class was like, Miss, what's this on your tables? I'm like, uh, it's for wool judging. <laughs> um, and then of course I do meats um, and then I do poultry judging. So Awesome. Y'all are very busy. Um, but yeah, like they kind of mentioned, I guess, the little backstory on all of us. Um, we met at A&M. I think you guys may have known each other before through high school, kind of not close by any means. Um, but then the barbecue class. That's oh yeah. You guys yeah. met in the barbecue class, huh? <laughs> That's right. So yeah. they were all animal science and then Bailey was a double major in ag business with me and I was ag business yeah. major. So they, I was kind of like an honorary animal science major. Um, I did everything with animal science people and everyone always thought that was my major, but I definitely was not. Uh, but we met on the wool judging team and then um, Bailey, Madison and Jordan all judged on the meats judging team together. I did not do meats. I did not like being cold. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. And then I judged with Madison and Jordan on the lifestyle judging team. So that's how we knew each other and how our circles and paths all crossed. But switching gears a little bit to maybe some deeper questions. Um, but what have you guys found to be challenging? Um, maybe being, first of all, a woman in the realm of ag teachers, because I think Maybe commonly people think of ag teachers as males and that is really further from the truth, especially in Texas. I feel like the vast majority are women nowadays um, and young women. Um, so kind of being a woman in your field and then also kind of being young and having to relate to kids that are not that much younger than you, but still there's quite a bit of an age gap and then like trying to earn respect and have their parents kind of understand where you're coming from on things um, and just also teaching this generation, right? <laughs> uh, I think that's one of the biggest struggles. Um, every single day I get a teacher's aide or an office aide, like, Ms. I thought you were a student. Uh, I get that every day. Uh, but I do, when I started this field, did I think that it was weird that I was going to be a woman ag teacher? No because that's just not what I thought. Um, it only took me about a month to realize, yeah, yeah, you get some different looks, you get some, well, are you sure you really know that? Like, are you sure you can teach that? Like, you can, you can uh, evaluate cattle, like you sure? Um, sort of from admin, um, especially being young, um, a lot of the responsibility, like, you know, you have to turn in receipts when you go somewhere. Like, yes, I understand. Um, 
it didn't take me very long to realize like being young and a woman in this field is, while it may not be a minority anymore, there are quite a few female ag teachers from across the nation. Um, the stereotype is still built into this job, no matter what the demographics look like currently. Um, I think especially being in small towns, um, like I get it a lot when I go to talk to someone or write an article for the FFA. Well, you teach ag, you just teach them them flower things, right? And I'm like, no, I don't actually. I I teach a greenhouse. I do teach flowers, yeah, but I also teach livestock and I evaluate cattle and I do a lot of things. Um, that is something I face weekly, all the time. Um, but I think that the only way we overcome stereotypes or change those people's perspective um, is just showing up and being successful with your program. Um, so I've had tons of parents come back and be like, you know, you're a great, great act teacher. Like our, our kids are really inspired. Um, and it's even cooler when you've had kids that say they want to be an act teacher because of you or if they're young or if they're female. Um, I will say that it, I struggle daily to relate while my oldest students are only what, six years younger than me, seven, that doesn't seem like a lot. Um, but I can definitely feel like the Grand Canyon between us in the ways like either they're raised and the way they act and the way I act. Um, and then on the flip, like I think I've, it's made me mature too. While like, yeah, they made an inappropriate joke and sometimes I wanna laugh at that. Like sometimes I just can't believe it. Like, why would you say stuff like that? Like, um, and I've really had to be, although I'm not a parent yet, like I've really had to mature into that role very quickly. Um, because that is a quick way to lose respect from community members and parents by appearing to be too young, too immature, too um, not right for this role. So I think whether it be stereotyping or not being the traditional ag teacher that people envision, because it's true, especially in Texas, like they think you should be in a shop and a male. <laughs> like that's just how they feel. Um, or being young, um, you know, I think actions speak louder than words. So I can tell them Tom Blue in the face, like I'm a good ag teacher, but um, you know, my chapter being awarded the National Chapter Award their first year, um, having our first few teams go to state. Um, we went from having five kids show animals to almost 20. Like, those are the things that speak louder for me and my position than anything else. Yeah. I would say coming, kind of mimicking what Bailey said, but coming to a really small town um, in the middle of West Texas, gaining the community members' trust, um, and they they were already in a weird phase um, because I was starting in the middle of the school year. Um, and so some of those students had already built a relationship with the teacher that was there prior to my arrival. Um, and so that was really difficult for me. It almost felt like, like being, like I was the ultimate outsider. Um, and high school kids are intimidating, like super intimidating um, because I, because you are so young. Um, so I was terrified my first day and it took a couple weeks till I figured out like I I had to be the adult and I like I was the one that was in charge and I was I mean I was their teacher and having to like learning how to discipline students because I guess it was difficult for me at the beginning because like Bailey said the age gap um you almost feel like you're still their age like they don't feel like they're that much younger than you and they treat you like that I mean they make the funny jokes or they make the comments that they think you're gonna laugh at um and on any other day I might or outside of the classroom, but realizing like that it isn't appropriate and it's disrespectful. Um, and if you don't acknowledge those things, you're setting them up for failure 
because the minute that they say something like that in an interview or in the wrong place, they're going to be reprimanded for it. Um, so I learning how to take care of it in the classroom so they know that it's not acceptable um, and gaining their respect. I will say that once I figured out how to do that, that they the students were much more respectful um, and we got along much better that way. Um, I'd also say like more being the female act teacher, um, it's been a little difficult. Sometimes I feel like not, not in Sweetwater and not with my teaching partner um, because him and his family are absolutely incredible. Like not once have I ever felt like I was being talked over or not taken seriously or anything like that. Um, but more in like the grand scheme of things and just where I'm at, like this location, um, sometimes it feels like you are being talked over. And I think it's a combination because I am a woman and I am really young. Um, and it also is really frustrating because I feel like the, the, this group, like the four of us all grew up in agriculture. Um, so I know that I'm intelligent and 90% of the time I know what I'm saying is correct or like I know what I'm talking about when it comes out of my mouth. Um, and you want, like Bailey said, you can tell them like till they're blue in the face, like convincing them to trust you or to value your opinion. Um, that has been really, really difficult and frustrating. Um, but actions are speaking louder than words. Um, and so I have to constantly remind myself of that. Um, it was rough at the beginning and then I coached that ag advocacy team. I wrote the script myself. Um, I had people come in and listen and then that team advanced to state and I coached them for less than two months. Um, that was something I was like ultra proud of. Um, and I think that it, it did help me gain the students respect and a lot of other adults that were in the area. Um, and so I think just putting in the effort, kind of putting your head down and just working like you know that you're supposed to, um, I think that benefits us very well. And I know other people may say we shouldn't have to work like that, like it shouldn't be that way. Um, but I guess I'm just not one of those people and I'll just kind of do what it takes until I can gain their trust or I can gain recognition um, so that people do know that um, like female act teachers do work really hard and they can do their jobs really well. Um, just like kind of to reiterate like what Madison and like said, um, you know, like there's, a, there's some people that still, um, you know, they don't think girls are the best act teachers. Um, but I feel like some of that has kind of gone away a little bit, um, just because I think, um, it's about 50, 50, if not the girls, you know, kind of outnumber the guys. Um, but it, I think with just being an act teacher in general, whether you're a guy or a girl, you have to earn that respect. Um, especially from those older act teachers, you know, you can't be afraid to get dirty. Um, and I feel like sometimes there's guys that are more afraid to get dirty, probably us that are in this room. Um, and it's just like, who's willing to put in the work. Um, and I feel like you have to find those really good mentors. Like there's a couple of them that are in our area. Like they know that if they don't help us, you know, even though they're super, super competitive in what they do, that if we aren't successful, then our industry, our life, like, you know, this being an actor, that's going to die out and they don't want to see that happen. Um, and so at the same time, they, there's a lot of people out there willing to help out, you know, young act teachers like us. Um, and so it was really different for me because I came into a community where I like knew a lot of the people or they at least like knew who I was. Um, and so, you know, kind of having to live up to like that expectation because our like, you know, chapters known for doing so well in so many different areas. 
so that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you, you know, having to, you know, be just as great, you know, if not better than the person before you. Um, but, and, you know, when it comes to like the students, like I will say like, probably my biggest thing is my word choice. You know how you like say something and then they just like laugh at it because they're like, miss, miss, do you know what you said? And I'm like, oh, dang. And like, you just like lose their whole attention for like the rest of the day. But you know what, guys? I will tell you the true test to explaining something to kids is when you have to explain the reproductive system to students. I will tell you that 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 is like the best, you know, most okay, most thing. Like, like, miss, you know what you said? I'm like, miss, you know what I said? I'm like, what you said? I, like, you know, like, but you know, I mean, but find your kids connect with and some of them it takes a little bit more convincing um but i think as long as you stay stern just like any teacher i think any teacher has kind of some of the same problems that we do um but we have that advantage because we are an elective so hopefully they chose to be in our classes and we're forced to be in our classes you know maybe like an english or a math or a science and like to the flip side of that what is your favorite part about being an aggregate being an ag teacher and like connecting with the students, I guess. I I would say I'll, some. No, go ahead, Matt. Oh, you go, Bailey. I gotta think about it. Go. Okay, I I was just gonna say my favorite part is, um, <clears throat> I will say we are, um, we do have somewhat of an issue of students just getting put into an ag class because they don't have anywhere else to go, um, and so while that is super frustrating. I do have some of my, I don't want to say my favorite students, but um, I guess one of my favorite parts is some of those students being put in an ad class and then those being the ones that just kind of fall in love with it um, or the ones who don't necessarily come from any type of ag background and they don't think that they want to do anything with agriculture. Um, and then they can, you convince them to compete on a team or to do a judging team or something and they are just infatuated with it. Um, I have a student, like a specific student in mind who she was actually new um, this this year. So we were both new. I, she was at Sweetwater for however long, six weeks, and then I got there. So we were new together, um, and she had been in an FFA program prior to that, but she had never done, like her teacher never had her do anything. Um, and so I convinced her to be on a public speaking. She was on that ag advocacy team that advanced to state, um, and then now she's doing dairy cattle. And she's probably one of the most dedicated, like hardworking students that I have. And that has been absolutely, I don't know, my absolute favorite part um, about teaching is seeing some of those students just take it so seriously um, because they do, they, and they're doing it because they want to learn more. And I think that's probably, that's probably my favorite part. You always, you're always going to have really good ag kids, like in all schools, like the ones who are just stocky and their families come from agricultural backgrounds or, you know, their parents are farmers or whatever. You're always going to have that. But it's the kids that, I guess the ones that are needed the most are the ones who aren't as familiar. And you want those kids to be involved so they can tell their friends and they can kind of tell them, you know, this is what I'm learning in ag and this is why it's important. And I think it's so much more, not much more important. It's just important in general to reach that group of students um, because ultimately those are probably the ones that are gonna be telling our story. And those are the ones who are gonna get people to listen. Um, because we can't just be preaching to the choir. And if you surround yourself with students who are, all, who are already ag literate because of how they grew up, you're, we're never gonna get our story to the people that it needs to get to. 
Yeah, I 100% agree word for word. Um, one of my favorite things, while I consider myself coming from an ag background, we raised cattle. Um, I understood it. Um, I'm not going to say I was in a well-diversed program um, or that I failed my first animal science test in college. I mean, like bad. I didn't know what a cedar was. And here I was majoring in animal science. Like, come on. Like, I knew what I knew, but I didn't know all this other stuff out here. Like, so I think my favorite part is just like, and I tell the kids, like, especially like my livestock class, like horses, like Jordan saying, sometimes I'm like, we're going to learn together. And I go sit in a desk and I pull up the PowerPoint and we just talk. Like, my favorite part is introducing those kids to so many things that like, maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. Heck, maybe I didn't know it. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is like, I'll just pull up a, a unit and I'm like, you know, guys, this is what I want to learn at the end of this. Why don't y'all teach me? Like you divide it up and they make the PowerPoints and we have teacher day. And like, that's the coolest thing in the world is for them to take something and teach me. Um, and kind of like um, Madison says, I have a lot of students. We just did a career inventory. Um, and I am so shocked reading at their results about how many of them want to go into an ag field or like some, like they're so interested in it now. And like, that just means the world to me. Um, we did a challenge at the beginning of the year where I took a Snickers bar and I asked them to tell me how many different jobs it took to get that Snickers bar into their hand. And, you know, there were common ones like technical worker, assembly line worker. Um, but once they realized like, okay, I have to have a peanut farmer, a dairy farmer. Well, you also have to have a soil scientist and you also have to have a plant biologist. And then you also have to have a food scientist and you have to have a test taker. You have to have a commercial maker. You have to have an artist that designs the logo. Like that just opens so many doors for them. Um, and I know that if I were in high school or if I was sitting in those seats, um, I, at, at, that, at this point in time, I would not have known those things. Um, so I think that's the coolest thing. I tell them every day, I pray that when they leave out of my classroom, that they are smarter than me at the end of four years. Because when I went to college, there was so much that I didn't know um, about a field that I got a degree in. Um, now I learned it over four years, but um, it's my hope and my goal that they leave out of here smarter than me. And like Madison said, prepared to lead the next generation. And I tell them, I don't care if they want to go be the greatest doctor, the greatest aerospace engineer, they know at their heart and at their core that they are the next generations of agriculturalists because they're getting an ag background and an ag knowledge. And that's more important to me than anything. So. Um, I think one of the greatest things is just like watch a kid grow um, and like know that like they, that you help them do that. Like you help them become those things. Like whether it's a kid who participates on your teams or not, but maybe it's just that freshman who didn't know anything about agriculture and now you know, they know all these different things. Um, and so I really like, I really like Bailey's idea how she did that thing with the Snickers bar. I'm going to steal that. Um, but I, I, I think, I think that's just like the biggest thing for me is like actually getting to teach kids things. And honestly, I think I learned with them, you know, because it's like, we were just animal science majors, but then I'm teaching all these other things. And it's like, wait, I don't know enough about this in order to teach these kids. So then I might have to do some research on my, on my own, or like I actually, in the fall, I was teaching small animal management. And so beyond like a cat, like I, I you know, I didn't know much. Um, and so then there's like all these kids, they have all these exotic animals and they're like teaching me about, you know, all these different things. And I actually have a bearded dragon at school. His name is Larry. 
Um, and so um, he's like kind of like our mascot in our building. All the kids love him. And so like, I've had to like learn, like how do I even take care of a freaking build bearded dragon? Like, and so, um, you know, like just like those different types of things. And of course, like it's fun to go and travel. Like I think all of us like our jobs because we don't do the same thing every day and we're not always stuck in our classrooms. You know, like we get to go to stock shows, like many of us are going, you know, this weekend and next week, um, you know, going on test trips. Honestly, I think all the teachers are jealous of us because we have more opportunities to go places um, than those other teachers do. So. Yeah, and I would, oh, go ahead, Madison. I, I was just going to say, I was saying, like Jordan said, watching students grow. Um, it just made me think about, so the floral design class, I, I decided that I, it was very overwhelming at the beginning. And so I couldn't teach like all six classes. I couldn't just like dive head first into. Um, so I was like, I'm going to have to pick two or three and get really good at them. And then next year pick my next two or three and get really good at those until I can finally like feel comfortable in all of those classes. Because like I said, almost all of them are plant classes and I did not graduate with a plant science degree. So my floral design class, I have a senior um, and she not an ag kid at all nothing about her like you when you see her she's just not what you picture when you think she's going to go into an ag major um and we started doing these floral design arrangements so I guess they had not they had not done anything with floral they had not done anything with flowers um when I got there and so we started our first arrangement and she was like this older I hate this like I'm not good at it I don't want to do it anymore like can I do something else and I was like, no, like you're, you have to do it. It's a project. Um, and every time we have made an arrangement, she hasn't in increasingly gotten better. Um, and now she's the student that goes around and helps everybody else. Um, and whenever students don't like their project, they're like, hey, will you just do this for me? Um, and she, she's the one that like shows them what to do and helps them. Um, and so I'm actually really encouraging her to take the floral design um, test. And then if she wants to do that during college, um, because she is going to pay her way. She has a bunch of scholarships, but she's going to have to pay her own way through school. Um, and she's asked me several times about, you know, good jobs that will make, like, she'll make enough money. And I think all of us know the best jobs aren't student friendly. So you can go wait tables, you can go be a bartender and you're going to make really good tips, but your grades are probably not going to be very good either. Um, so I'm really excited that she kind of found that probably not a passion. I don't think she's going to go and be some amazing florist and own her own flower shop or anything like that, but definitely a side hobby that I think will help her be successful. Um, and so I think that's really cool also. Yeah. And I think I'm, you guys touched on it too, but like you guys said, agriculture programs are important, not for the kids that like ag are involved in ag and are going to do ag. It's really more important for those who know nothing about it and this is their only exposure of where the heck their food comes from or how they have clothes on their backs and that whole kind of process and just being like an educated consumer. I know Jordan mentioned, you know, her poultry kids going to the grocery store and seeing something on an egg or, you know, going to a flower shop and knowing what kind of flower it is or whatever it may be. Um, but I think that's kind of where at the end of the day, the importance of ag programs um, matter is for the students who need a place to belong and that's the place where they shine honestly whether they have an agriculture background or not and sometimes the better ag kids are those who don't have an ag background because they don't know anything and so they can literally just absorb it all um so i think that's cool that you guys have been able to kind of experience that in your own way 
um, and use your own backgrounds into that and kind of change lives in young adults. <laughs> I think I think I, talk, I think I talked about this on your very first episode. Like, I know that I'm the person that automatically is going to gravitate towards people who are in the ag industry, especially like even students. Like, if I know if I know their parents or I know you know, people that help them with their cattle or something like I'm going to gravitate towards them because I know I'm going to be comfortable. We're going to have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, I was honestly kind of worried about that when I started teaching. Um, but to be honest, I, those are the students who you don't necessarily feel like they always need your help when they're in the ag building or they're in the ag classroom because they already, I mean, they may ask you questions, but they're already comfortable there. It's already a safe space for them, um, regardless of what they're doing, because they've probably already been exposed to it. But the students who don't, um, they're the ones who you're going to have like the really interesting conversations with um, because they do want to know more. And so I think that's been really fun. I've gotten out of my own comfort zone with students who don't come from ag families. Um, and I think they've probably taught me more than I've taught them just by, you know, learning how to communicate with people who are just a normal consumer who... Yep just go to the grocery store they don't necessarily know what it comes from but they know that they need it um and so I would say that's been really cool too yeah and for those kids to be able to go home and tell their parents who know nothing about agriculture like hey I learned this today and did you know that x y and z in your refrigerator is comes from wherever or whatever the heck it may be um but yeah so good job guys proud of you so last little thing here, um, and this is this is new, Madison, because we did not do this when I talked to you the first time. Um, but I've added in rapid rapid fire questions. So I have three questions to finish off today's interview. Um, so the first one is, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? An mm. island. An island. Yeah, same. An island in Greece. Yeah, I think we we can just all go live in our own island together. Like we'll buy an island and live there together yeah let's do it um who <laughs> is your hero pretty easy my dad's my hero uh I lost him a couple months ago but uh without a doubt I my dad being a police officer it's never an easy job it never paid well um but he woke up every single day and absolutely 100% loved his job sometimes I think he loved it more than he loved us and that's okay and that's what my goal is for my job um, probably my mom. I know that's really corny, but you know, she taught me everything I know. I think she taught me more than what college taught me sometimes. So yeah, my mom. I would say, okay, my parents, I feel like I have to say like my parents are kind of my heroes because y'all know that they are. Um, but more specifically, um, probably the Woolies. Um, so if you know Lonnie, it's blue check, but her parents, they're kind of who, I don't know. I am who I am because of them. Um, they're the ones who made me fall in love with ag. I started showing cattle, but then I got involved with like judging teams and stuff. And I think that's where I really became passionate about the industry. Um, and that's when I decided that I was going to work in agriculture. So I would definitely say that family, um, without them, I would not be where I am. Very cool. And then the last thing, the last question is best thing that has happened so far in 2021. <laughs> um, I'm still alive. Yeah, man. Yeah. COVID free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got new chicken. 
I'm really into my chickens now. And I got some, I have 24 exotic chickens going to hatch next week. So that's, okay. that's pretty cool for 2021. I did get a puppy. Uh, another it. Aussie. Fez, Fez has a brother named Fawn. I feel left out. I didn't get and an then, animal. <laughs> and then fun fact, um, apparently if any like sheep people watch this, they're probably going to make fun of me. Apparently Fawn's is some really awesome buck that's being used. Um, like in the sheep world, and I did not know that when I named him. So well, that's, that's neat. Cool. Look at you, the sheep connoisseur. I know. Madison, mm. or not Madison, Jordan. Do you have something? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, I think I'm just. I, I'm still alive. I'm like figuring things out slowly but surely. I'm actually gonna be able to start. Like we can travel with kids, so that's good. So like, there's some things that are like driver. going back to that's normal. The next thing. Oh yeah, actually, um, I'm at my last training session for my first training thing that literally starts in like six minutes. So I'm about okay. to peace out. All right. Um, last little quick thing. Um, if people would like to connect with you some way, whether it's through like your personal so social media or your chapter stuff, how could they do that? Follow my teaching Instagram. It's one of my favorite things. It's called at Ag with Adams on Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff and I share my chapter stuff. So a lot of it's centered around kind of our floral work, um, what I'm doing in my classroom. Um, but from there, you can connect with me anyway. I answer it. I look at it all the time. My kids make fun of me for it, but it's truly been a great tool to connect with my students and other ag teachers from across the nation, really. Um, um, sorry, Jordan. Oh, I just have my email, um, or you can, um, I guess, add me on social media if you think I'm cool. I'm really not. Um, but my email is jordan.hevner, H-E-V as in Victor, N-E-R, at E-C-I-S-C dot net. Um, Sweetwater FFA has a Facebook page, and I've tried to be better about posting on that um, and doing it more frequently. So you can like that page um, and then connect. If you like message that Facebook page, I'll probably answer. Um, or you can just add me on Facebook because... Most of my Facebook feed is agriculture related, um, my Instagram and other stuff, not so much, but I do share a lot of like research articles and stuff on my Facebook page. She does. She yeah. really does. <laughs> Ladies, thank you very much for chatting with me today. Glad we could sit down and do this. Um, miss you all. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy ag teacher schedules. Anything for you, Allison. All on the same day. Yeah. Right. Yes. And Gigum. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AgChicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our AgChicks channel. We'll see y'all next time.